for business science session and today we're going to go from the Big Mac to Impossible Burgers. Alright everybody, so this is going to be one you're going to want to take your notebooks out for, for sure, as always a good class in session does. So Impossible Foods reformulates to have less fat than beef. This is an article written from fooddag.com talking about some changes in Impossible Meats. Now Impossible Burgers are now fairly old. Let's see exactly. All right, so 2016, all right? And the first one uh, with a, excuse me, fast food was 2019, and that was the Impossible Whopper. So I guess old might be the wrong word, but it's not a new idea for sure. So let's go through some of their bullet points and see if we can just kind of dive in through this. So the first bullet point they have, Impossible Foods, which is the company they're talking about, reformulated its pan plant-based ground beef product to have less saturated fat and more protein, making its nutritional value closer to, or even better than, animal-derived beef, as per the company's uh, statement. It's also changed the labeling on the product to Impossible Beef, which the company said better reflects its use. The reformulation and label changes were first reported by a company called Food Navigator. So off the bat, it's changing the tide by allowing it to be something used over and over again for other things. So this is where, well, I guess grammar or words come into play. Calling it an impossible burger or impossible, I don't know, <clears throat> yeah, impossible burger, kind of gives people the idea that it's strictly a hamburger substitute. However, changing the name to Impossible Beef allows you to, oh, I don't know, maybe make tacos, maybe make uh, Impossible Meat Sauce, uh, you know, like a spaghetti meat sauce, but without the meat. So it's a very smart move on them. So this changes the game, number one, with labeling it to equal what other companies can do. Whereas at a time, you only had beef or a hot dog to make your meat. Now you have a product that resembles, somewhat tastes like it, and it's impossible beef. Overlapping everything, right? All right, point number two to get down. It reduced the amount of coconut oil and removed potato protein, but added an amino acid and increased soy protein. The changes don't significantly affect other, affect other information on the Nutrition Facts panel, and they had no new, new potential allergies to the product. All right, so not knowing exactly off the bat what they're meaning here, this might just be a business type of thing. They might realize that coconut oil and potato protein might cost too much, and the amino acids and soy proteins that they added in its place were cheaper to do. This is strictly anybody in business science, if you're doing this now, write this down. What you do on your product 90% of the time is for better cost savings for you and hopefully for the consumer. And the last bullet point, studies have found plant-based products generally have a health halo kind of a, a area, even though they might not be much more nutritious than the animal-derived items they replace. This is one of the many reformulations designed to improve product nutrition. 
So, they are trying to make it not only better for those who can't eat meat, better for those who might be allergic, better for those who don't believe in eating meat. They are actually trying to make it healthier, better all around. Pretty good, guys, right? All right, so nearly 4 in 10 plant-based meat consumers last year said the products' healthiness is one of the top reasons for consuming them. This was from the International Food Information Council. However, in reality, plant-based meat can still be loaded with saturated fat, sodium, and allergens. So it makes sense for a company, in this case Impossible Beef, to replace what they can and change it to make it better. With the new recipe, 38% of the recommended daily value of protein, which is the same as 80-20 ground beef, and in terms of saturated fat, its latest reformulation reduces it by 25% to 6 grams per serving. Okay, not too bad. In turn, the reformulated Impossible Burger actually has less saturated fat than animal-based beef, which has 9. So it has 3 less grams of of um, saturated fat, which in reality, guys, doesn't seem like a lot, but it makes a difference. It does help a little bit. Um, it remains to be seen if the changes bring a large difference. However, the CEO of Impossible Beef, Peter McGinnis, told Food Navigator that they come with no compromise to taste, mouthfeel, or cooking experience. Now, that's the one problem you have when you have imitation anything. If you're going to do, let's say, almond butter versus peanut butter, there's very minimal issue to the two. Why? Because the way peanut butter or nut butters are done, you're going to get creamy no matter what. However, veggie anything versus meat something, you're going to have a difference. Um, I'll give you one example in a second. But you want to make sure that no matter what you're doing to be healthy, you're still giving the product you said you're giving. Now. And in alternative to that, just because you have two things that taste like it doesn't mean you do them well. My case in point here would be Denny's versus I think it was Red Robin. Now, for a while, I was kind of on the kick. They're not bad. Impossible Burgers, for the most part, I give maybe a 7 or 8 out of 10. It's not a bad alternative for a burger if you want to have a little bit healthier. However, the Denny's versus the Red Robin was night and day. Denny's was dry. It was crackery. It tasted like somebody put a bunch of, like those matzo crackers, whatever, and that's what you pounded it through. The Red Robin, however, while I could tell a difference from the a burger versus that, it actually, excuse me, it didn't taste bad at all. Would I say that it was an alternative to a hamburger? I don't know. It was an imitation, and I could tell it was an imitation, but it was an imitation done to the respect that it worked for what I wanted. I wanted a burger, interested in the veggie burgers, tried one. It worked. I wouldn't say that they particularly did the exact, you know, oh, this tastes like a full-on beef burger, but they did what they could with what they had. These guys here are saying, or the CEO is saying, that you want to make sure that you are giving somebody that tastes just like what they expect to be getting, even if it's imitated. Um, Impossible is not the only one that's doing this. Beyond Meat did a large-scale reformulation back in 2021 to reduce fat and calories. Beyond Reformulation has also had the grow of a meatier taste and a juicier burger. Currently, Beyond Burgers have 5 grams of saturated fat, so 1 less gram than Impossible, and 20 grams of protein. That's pretty damn good. 
the the thing you got to think too, when you're eating a protein, whether it's a chicken or a beef or a fish. Now, fish, I'm going to put in a separate category because fish actually has its own word formulation. So chicken, beef, let's say, I don't know, pork, lamb, whatever. It is protein and it's high in protein, but keep in mind the animal that you're getting it from. A chicken has the most protein in terms of terrestrial creatures because all it is is really just that. It is the, the chicken. A, a, a cow or, or a pig, beef or pork, you get other stuff in there. So you're kind of having to look at it two things. You got to look at it and go, okay, I want my protein, but I want it pure. And this is one reason why plant-based is kind of better because it's a little more pure than beef would be pure to itself. It's kind of like when someone says ketchup flavored something does better than ketchup you kind of wonder why the original one might not taste like it should and the imposter tastes better. Because what you're trying to do is you're trying to imitate the flavor, right? So just keep that in mind, that these are really good healthy alternatives, really good things for you, and it might actually have more and better protein that your body actually wants to use. Um, Light Life, which is owned by Maple Foods, also did an extensive reformulation back in 2020 and 2021. The goal was not initially making it healthier, but they wanted more clean, a clean label, all recognizable ingredients. Now, usually, clean label means healthy ingredients. Again, just because it's open and obvious doesn't mean it's necessarily good for you. People add salt. Too much sodium, not great, especially for people who have sodium-related disorders. But being that you want an open label, that's important too. So that's something to keep in mind. When you're reading the nutrition, can you read them all? Is it plain English? Can you understand what it is? It's just as important as the health, I think. Um, lastly, while they've been working hard, the company hasn't yet made a big announcement about it. So far, Impossible Foods is laying the label do most of the talking. The front of the beef package includes the amount of protein, 19 grams, as well as a blue circle that says 33% less saturated fat than 80-20. Excuse me. Um, and really, the, excuse me, their only real rival here is the meat industry. And that's who they're, they're, they're going up against. So you got two things. You have people who culturally can't eat it. That's understood, obvious. If you live in a country, let's say India, um, uh, some of the Middle East company, or countries, uh, places like that, that you don't eat a lot of meat or pork. It makes a lot of sense to do that, right? Culturally, you got a good fan base. You're, you're golden. You have people that don't want to eat it for personal reasons. Great. You got those guys in the back. And then you got those whose medical professionals might say, hey, lay off the red meat, eat something else instead. That is probably the most important people you want to hit because you got to make it delectable enough for somebody who wants a juicy burger or steak or taco, whatever is going to enjoy your fake imitation burger meat. And to be honest, the meat industry is not going anywhere. The meat industry is what it is because of what it was. Historically speaking, if you look back at how farming was, you raise cows, you raise pigs, you raise sheep. Those were the three ones. At some point, chicken came into the thing, and then much later down the line, uh, fisheries realized, hey, people eat fish, that's cool. Now I'm gonna do a separate one on fish because honestly, to put fish with the rest of the protein is a little inaccurate as far as what it is. Fish has a lot of things that 
no other meat has, and it makes it a better source of protein generally, but that's for another day. So thank you guys for watching. Before I go have too much of a tangent, we're going to end right here. Check out the article if you have any more notes you want to write. Let me know if you have any questions. I'll be happy to answer them. And of course, continue talking to us on Discord. We'll be back tomorrow with much more fun. Thanks for being here. Thanks for watching and stay curious. Bye.